we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. The vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of a spite and the Streisand effect because, um, wow, man, uh, John Oliver, just well done. Just well done. And on, on behalf of all of us, eat shit, Bob. Some of you know what I'm making reference to, and now I've got to remind myself to make a link to that so that everybody else can figure it out, too. So, good evening, everyone. I am your main host. I am known as Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere. It's uh, S-H-U-J-I-N. Nice to be with you, because uh, <laughs> there, there's, um, there's stuff. Tell you all about that momentarily. As usual, let me go ahead and introduce you, everybody. Uh, back from uh, back back from being south of the border, where, as we know full well, south of the border, the beer is always worse. Uh, welcome back, Dallin. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that just a little bit before air. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, in the Midwest of the U.S., where. Uh, uh, witch's anatomy is apparently not linked to barometric pressure. I, I think is what it is. Bridget, good evening. <laughs> good evening. So it's good to be. Uh, it's good to be back. So, uh, yeah, we are expecting that uh, Unrenowned Tech should be joining us momentarily. He was uh, going to get himself a drink, but uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I lost. He got lost on the way. I, I, I don't know. So. Only because I know for well that he's going to miss out on this. Uh, I've got a little bit of, uh, well, I know I shouldn't be holiday shopping for myself. And I know that there are things that I would much rather get, not the least of which is uh, art for a, a certain uh, cartoon character that I know and have an affinity for. No, my no, but it's a whole other thing. We would have no idea who that would be either. Not, not in the least. But that's that. It's 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 not that one. It's 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 the other one. Oh, uh-huh. and look at this. I get to move this over here, and this means that Unrenowned Tech, yes, there you are, is joining us. There we go, and I've got your name right over by your head, which is the way that it's supposed to be. Good morning, man. Hey guys, can you hear me? Okay, now we mm-hmm. can. Yes. We, got, we were getting worried about you, man. You got lost on the way going to get yourself some coffee, huh? Well, no, it wasn't that I got lost. I sustained a coffee injury, so. Ooh. Yeah, well, you know, when you get old, you get clumsy. Well, see, that that's why I go for Tang. <laughs> I'm having this much coffee tonight. Ah, <laughs> yeah. one of my usuals. Okay, so now that you're here, you can you can go ahead and uh, and help us all out on this. I want to show you. Yes, yes, we are. Okay, cool. Hi, guys. I want, to show, I want to show everybody a couple of pieces, and I want to see if anybody can actually figure out what it is that I bought for myself. Uh, and I, I will tell you, it was under $20 US. All right. There's this. Okay. Okay. There is plastic. There is this. Mm-hmm. Now, some okay. people might be thinking to themselves, no, it does not go to a slant six. For those of you that know what I'm talking about, get your head out of your uh, exhaust pipe. And then there is this. Ah, coffee. Oh, my. Yeah. Get yourself a percolator. Yeah. Uh, 
thanks. Just took the words out of my mouth. Originally, with the first two parts, I was thinking, well, you got a cheesy looking French press. And then I was like, saw that part. That's where the coffee grains go for a percolator. I got myself a good old fashioned aluminium coffee maker. And before anybody gets me shit, the handle is that see through so you can see it perk? Yes! Yes, it is! There, there are ones that they don't do that, and it's so stupid it's because wrong. the whole idea it's is wrong. you need to be able to see the coffee actually sputtering through there to know that it's working. Yep. And yet some of the cheesy, stupid brands don't do that. Yep. Okay, now there, there's one there's one sad part about this, reminding you that this is recently crafted and aluminium. The top, mm-hmm. unfortunately, screws off, and it is plastic. What? I'm disappointed. It's not glass? No, it's not. It is also under $20. Uh, no. Okay, there you go. To, to be fair. To be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. It's, you know, just for doing coffee just for me, I'm willing to let the fact that it's just plastic slide. I would, as everybody else, I would much rather have a glass piece that was basically not able to be removed from said aluminium top. And before anybody gives me shit for it, yes, I say aluminium just because it pisses off people here in the (laughs) States. It's also the same reason why I spell stuff with an O-U all the time just to piss them off because it's still perfectly valid and if they don't like it, they can go to Merriam-Webster and bitch at them. So yes, I, I, I... I'm happy for myself. <laughs> Just because. So it's a good find. It believe it or not, it was at Wegmans. Like I said, for you know, under twenty dollars. I know, huh. I know, it's cheap. I know it was cheap. And I know it's cheap. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the thought that counts. That would be the that would be the sort of <clears throat> money I would spend on something that I would take to work with me. That way, if somebody stole it, if somebody knocked it off my desk and broke it, if I knocked it off my desk and broke it, burned out, whatever, I'd be like, eh, okay, it was for work. You know, the backup is I've got to deal with the coffee that's made by people who stay awake for ungodly hours and, you know, are responsible for things that go boom. Yep. Yeah. Which you're not. <laughs> no, no, except yeah. except for that one weekend that one weekend a year, but that's um, that's that's all kinds of uh, that's all kinds of weird. Yeah, uh, but no, and- but I mean these, these people, <coughs> the ones who, uh, you know, they make stuff go. Mm. And so I, I'd rather have them have the coffee that they make instead of me snitching from it, because this the stuff they make, I put like an ounce in a cup and then fill it up with six ounces of water to dilute it. Just so I could have like a regular cup of coffee. Perfect. And uh, what just happened? Oh, well, look oh, at this. Bonjour. No, yeah. Yes. Bonjour. Joseph, you've made it. Good morning. Good morning. Once again, Bridges the center of the bingo card. Yes, she is. <laughs> you. S- uh, I'm sorry. I had a. <laughs> it's about damn time. <laughs> Okay, we just had a nit hiccup there for a couple seconds, so uh, whatever. So Joseph, up in uh, up in uh, in uh, Paris, France. Uh, welcome back. We missed you. Hello. 
I'm sorry. No, that's I've been a... gone gone a couple of weeks. I was in Burgundy and uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't able to end. I was in Joigny the week after. So, oh, fair enough. Just wanted to check on you, make sure everything was good. Okay, glad to be back. Thank you. Cool. Um, what do you think, guys? Should should I show them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, look look what I got for myself. A good old aluminium actual percolator for a change. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, is with the glass inside? The inside D- glass? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, it, the top is plastic. Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know. But it was, it was under $20 US. So, you know, it, for for under twenty dollars, <laughs> it's adequate. Just up the dose of the coffee, and you'll have uh, um, almost um, good oh, yeah. quality coffee. Oh yeah, oh, like yeah. they drink over here. Oh yeah, that's 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 kind of my plan. Anyway, okay. uh, Tech, What's did, I like Burgundy. Okay, Tech, did you uh, turn off your uh, your camera? Well, I was trying to get the bloody thing to screen share, and it seems to be being a pain in the top. There we go. Ah, there it goes. All right, let me... I think. And there it went. Damn it! Mother plucker! Yeah, this happens sometimes. X-Splits being a douche. Oh, hell with it. Okay. My video's not flickering in and out now, is it? No. No. Okay, because on uh, Discord, where we see the uh, little icons of ourselves, at least in our own chat, mine's being a little weird. No, you're you're good on our side, so not to worry. So, anyway. And, uh, Phyllis, life now revolves around Bridget as well it should. Oh. <laughs> which, basically, you do realize that now makes Bridget Alice. Right smack in the middle of the Brady Bunch. Alice? Ah! Who the f*** is Alice? And for those of you that are wondering, how do I actually remember that? Because I even remember. Anne B. Davis was her name. What does the B stand for? Couldn't fucking tell you, man. I don't care. I don't care. All I remember is that I think she's still... Wait a second. She's still alive? I think she is. Oh, whatever. Doesn't really much matter. Uh, Alice, who the, you know, you know exactly who she is, so don't give me that. Anyway. And for those of you who know what I was talking about, drink. <laughs> I don't. But I would if I had one in front of me. <laughs> Somebody has spent some time in a pub. I have no idea what you're in reference to. And I, I have spent that, time in a pub, and I had roommates that loved uh, club music, so... <laughs> I'd rather listen to that than uh, some of the crap that's going on nowadays. I, I had a few beers for you all last night. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thanks for taking a few for the team there, Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, as always, uh, for those of you that want to uh, participate in the show, of course, feel free to uh, help out by typing in over there on the live chat. We'll be more than happy to entertain stuff. Uh, as I was mentioning, Stephanie's there. Felix is there. 
Uh, obviously, Tech is ready to do his thing because, you know, he just loves to have me look through the list and start reading off names. And, oh, right. Yeah, you're not supposed to list that name. Good job. Appreciate it. What am I drinking? Tang. Because Tang. I, I, I looked for something to drink tonight, and I, I saw something that actually said on it, the champagne of beer. And I said, mm, no, no. So let me get things started, and I'm going to go ahead and preface the uh, five-minute freestyle that um, I kind of, I don't know if I have to say that I have uh, tech to thank or to blame for this story. It'll make perfect sense in a couple of seconds. So with five minutes on the clock, because it's something that he threw my way, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. I label this one off as eugenics. There is a story from earlier this month that uh, Tech threw over my way. And I will admit I have really had a hard time trying to figure out if it was a story that we should take on or even how to take on. So I figured I'd start it off by putting my two cents into it. The story was, uh, well, I've got it linked, of course, in the show notes so that everybody can uh, understand about it. The story came out of the Canary Islands, that there is someone, and I'm not going to name names, because if if you really want to read up about it, you can easily find it. Like I said, link is in the show notes. A woman who has argued that infant, or I should say newborn male children should be, well, castrated immediately after birth in order to equalize the playing field, shall we say, for later, for social equality. Because men will not voluntarily give up their power and authority, so why not just, if you'll pardon the expression, nip it in the bud and, well through a way of figuring out who should be the most uh, woke later that those that should keep their genitalia intact would be kept intact and just the unlucky few otherwise would be you well eunuchized I guess is the right term for it I don't think so but you know what whatever I had a really hard time reading through that article. A <laughs> really, really hard time. Not because it was in Spanish, because the article was not. But the idea that this was viewed by somebody as being a legitimate idea. For no good reason could I come up with where this was a good idea. It's simply not. We collectively do not find the idea of, I don't even know how to describe this, um, mutilating infants as a good thing, collectively. Generally speaking, you don't do that. Or at least, normally, I would expect that nobody would want to do that. But then we've got from 
so many years ago that the religious doctrines say that little boys should have their foreskins clipped. But that's not exactly the best of ideas either. Is there a reason for it? Um, other than that the kids are... What was one of the arguments that I've seen? That they are... They don't look different from everybody else, and they don't have to deal with that for later. Well, that's a that's a crap argument. So, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know what to do with this. I mean, I've 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 looked over the information, and it just does not make any sense to me. And I wear I really wish that it did. So. Why would this be seen as a viable idea at all by anyone? This is one of those times where you have desperate measures for desperate times. Do I think this is the right thing to do? No. But when somebody comes up with a really, really out there idea that is just really, really weird and otherwise completely seems otherwise bizarre and crazed. As with all things, with this show, we know full well, it's time to look at the why. The why is that there is huge inequality. Massively so institutionalized in so many areas, in so many ways, in so many countries. If that's what you think is the way to change how things are done on the genitalia of the innocent, I got bad news for you. I really don't think you're going to help anybody on that. Because nobody is going to pay attention to you if your way of solving what's happening now is to harm those that won't be in power for 30 years. This is episode 286 on the docket, Your Honor. Uh, can two wrongs make it right? So here's the deal. There was a uh, recent outing. Well, not exactly recent, but recently reported that the names, addresses, email addresses, IP addresses of a lot of people that were involved with a and you'll see in the, in the show notes, I listed as parenthesis neo-Nazis. There's a reason I'll explain about that in a minute. That basically outed a large number of people who were involved with a neo-Nazi website and chat logs and all that kind of stuff. And the entire searchable SQL database was put up on archive.org for a while. And it caught a lot of attention. So we can pretty well agree. Neo-Nazi slash Nazi is bad. 
doxing is bad. But what do we do when a bad is liable to happen to a bad? It may not necessarily be as cut and dry as we think. I did go looking for information about Rif Badawi. I unfortunately, <coughs> excuse me, I unfortunately was not able to come up with any new information. Again, this is far too much the norm than it's not. So as of the recording of tonight's show, this has now been, uh, bugger me. No, thanks. I didn't update, uh, I didn't update my numbers earlier when I was, uh, putting the show information together. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven years, five months, four days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we are still waiting. So let's, uh, let's start off with the, uh, let's start off with the easy one. Um, Tech, you you would understand probably as good as the rest of us, if not more so, being that you have a little bit of, forgive me, uh, technical expertise under your belt as far as to how a lot of this stuff works. Would you kindly explain to uh, the nice uh, the nice audience out there what doxing is? Doxing is the uncovering of somebody's masked identity online uh somebody may has may have masked their identity just by using um you know a handle okay so their avatar mine unrenown tech for example is my avatar name here yeah exactly speak say tell people can you hear me? No, I can. I can. I can hear you. I'm. 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 Saying, yeah. I'm pointing to my my thing because my my name is, and whatnot is on underneath me. Yeah, Sujin Tribble. That's also your avatar. Okay, Promenader avatar, so on and so forth. Um, these all show up. These are our avatars. These are how we conceal partially conceal our identities. Now our faces are present, so you could do a screen capture. And run it against um, an image search database such as Google, which Oof. you can actually do that. You can screen capture any image that you see, drag, uh, save it as a file, open up Google image search, so images.google.com, drag and drop it over that using Chrome. I think it works in Firefox as well, not sure. Um, and it will image search and try to identify uh, the contents of that picture. Uh, it's one way that people find out whether or not their copyrighted materials being used inappropriately in other places. Um, and so uh, that's one of the easiest ways to find somebody who's willing to show their face. Uh, now, somebody else may take it a step further. They may use filters and plugins uh, or even just a picture. For example, Dallinge currently just has a picture showing, but he doesn't have his actual face live. Um so somebody may uh, look up uh, Dallin and that avatar picture and see if he's posted elsewhere um, and see if he's ever revealed any information there. Like, oh, we know he's from Canada. He said it in several videos. Uh, we know he works in the U.S. from time to time. Ooh, okay. So now we can probably try to look up a company that he may have worked for. We know um, he's not in Nineveh. Right. So what you're doing is you're basically using detective work. Uh, some people take it a step further. Some people have skills 
and um, a skill set that allows them to actually go, oh, look, I can trace this. I know how to back back channel here or I know how to break into this database and look at the history log and see these kinds of uh, uh, these IP ranges that were used on such and such dates, which ones are most likely to be accurate, which ones are most likely to be expired by now, uh, especially if your ISP uses a rotation of, of IP ranges, uh, which does for most people, unless you're a business customer. Um, so there's a lot of things that can be done. Uh, one of the easiest way to find out who somebody is, is see if they're posting on a website that has their backend systems, their servers that house it, have vulnerabilities that are not patched for somebody who's technically savvy and pull the database that way, especially if it's a website that requires that you fill out certain information, such as your first name, your last name, date of birth, things like that. Um, using such things, people then will post that information in a nice little package online to tell others who you are. Um, where you live, what company you work for, how to get in touch with that company, who your boss might be because they might have found your LinkedIn profile and you might have posted all that crap there. Uh, fun fact, no, I don't have LinkedIn. So if you see somebody that looks like me, if you think you found me and you think you found me on LinkedIn, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Now, to be fair, <laughs> the... Be fair. Uh, the problem that we've had with this is, well, rather, rather what they do with it. Exactly. So, and mm -hmm. there is, uh, uh like yes, uh, there, there is uh, a question Stephanie put, and I'm going to, I'm going to address that in a second. No pun intended. There are a number of people who have been outed in various different ways for various different reasons, ideologically speaking, because they've wanted to keep their uh, identity identities otherwise private. Now, Dallin, we know for well that in the furry fandom, there the furry fandom is heavily skewed towards those who are much more inclined or much more likely to be part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. And if memory serves, uh, f if, oh crap, I wish I had the, uh, I wish I had the numbers with me. Uh, if I remember right, I think it was Dr. Nukas had said that 70% would identify as other than traditional het cis people. If I, if I remember that correctly. In, yeah, in it was something family. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, something like 12, 12 times more, whatever the hell it, uh, it, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was a very, a very large skewed majority of, of our fandom. Now with that in place, what happens to those who are, well, trying to keep their otherwise fandom identities and, in some cases, romantic sexualities secret from those that otherwise they don't want to tell. And somebody gets a hold of it and says, hey, guess what we can do with this information? Precisely. When it comes to that, you know, your your boss could suddenly receive uh, a letter from somebody saying, hi, um, 
we understand that so-and-so is a insert position here at your company. Uh, we thought you might want to know that this person uh, has this particular fetish or is this particular kind of a person uh, who is this, who is that. Now, is that someone that you really want representing your company? Is that someone that you would actually go to bat for and defend? If so, I would have to wonder why we should continue to do business with you as consumers or <clears throat> maybe some of your other business associates might should might want to know about all of this. It's basically a way to try to get people fired from their jobs to basically unperson them, completely ruin their lives, all because of one thing. And uh, Bridget, mm -hmm. uh, I'll throw this one past you. How how do you think most uh, let's 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 go this way if hr of a relatively major company were to get such a missive and a term like dog fucker for instance comes across their eyes mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that this would not go over well internally. No, they'd probably fire the person. Even if there was no actual proof whatsoever of anything. Well, I mean, if if a person happens to come up as you're in the center of some controversy, even if it's really not that person's fault, uh, people can pile on and push to get that person fired. Uh, you know, even misconstruing something that they say that they didn't really say. If it's a guy, he's out the door. Well, if it's a, if it's a woman, she's out the door too. Possibly, depends on the like you were saying. If there's uh, stuff going on. Maybe she filed a claim against somebody else, and so somebody else is doxed her in an attempt to retaliate. Mm -hmm. She might not be out the door, but no, for she guy, probably would. Current Me Too environment, guys are just gone. No, the the no, the hype probably would. I've I've seen people in that position before. So yeah, and the hypothetical that I'm working with is if the information comes from outside a company where mm -hmm. somebody decided that they want to be a well, a, a total tool and yeah, ruin somebody's it to life. Twitter and boom, it's done. Exactly. And it doesn't really much matter male, female, X, otherwise. If if somebody wanted to be an absolute tool and just say just trump up some kind of charge just mm -hmm. because they think that they can, because well, how much fun could that be? Yeah. Yeah. You can you can well imagine that would not go over well because, well, why would a big company invest in protecting someone's, well, honor when the easiest path is just to say, see ya. Doesn't, doesn't matter if it's true or not, we'll, we're just going to go ahead and let you go and we'll, we'll give you a good letter of recommendation, but uh, yeah, we can't have you with us. The main thing that people forget is that it's human resources. It's no longer the Department of Personnel. The Department of Personnel 
looked out for the people in the company because loyal employees make good employees. They do well for the company. They strive to better the company. They may even strive harder to better themselves in some situations. And, you know, they're willing to, in many cases, not all cases, to help each other out and get things going because they're loyal to the company. However, when you have where a human being is nothing but a resource to be used and tossed away, which is what we are now, the way companies see us, HR doesn't care about people. HR is only there to protect the company. So the only way to get HR to protect you is to make it so that the company real would be damaged by not protecting you. And unfortunately, that can be hard to do. Okay. I was in a situation where not, not doxing. I was in a situation where a superior um, tried to use company rules in HR against me. I subscribe to see ya, cover your arse. Or as we say in the tech industry, rule number one, document, document, document. Rule zero is users lie, but we won't get into that. Um, yeah, that's, that's the difference mostly, between that's being an IT rule. Yes, that's an IT rule as diff, as different from the DJ rule zero. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a whole other thing. Which, by <laughs> so, the way, by the way, want to point out that Felis quite correct, guilty by accusation. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, and that's one of the biggest problems of the whole damn thing. That that is absolutely one hundred percent accurate. But I had all my ducks lined up in a row, as, as the phrase goes. I had documentation of every single event that was being used as ammunition against me. I had every single email because I don't delete anything and I back up stuff in triplicate because I am a good network technician. <laughs> well, I used to be. I'm different field now, but still IT. So uh, when I presented all the material to HR, HR realized that if they got rid of me, they had a wrongful termination lawsuit on their hand. And because of that, they about face, they protected me, and they went after the superior instead. Superiors being superior, don't get fired. They can just get lateral transitions elsewhere so they can't do that stupid thing all over again. Yeah. Which, as we all know, doesn't help. Yeah, as a sideline to that, uh, I did have one situation where... I made a complaint about a co-worker in a particular job. I'm not going to describe which one or where or whatever. I will go ahead and say that I believed I was in the right. I believe that the person who was superior to me was utterly in the wrong and was being a complete douche. I typed up a report as to what happened and documented it as best I could and reminding you that I was pulling effectively a 10 hour all nighter because, you know, it was four 10 hour shifts. Uh, I was a little, I was a little tired to, to put it nicely. And I printed off five copies, one for each of the managers. So it was two and then three that I kept for myself just in case. And I even wrote in the letter that I have 
I am about to print five copies so that if anything should happen to these versions, I will still have copies of. One of the managers had to ask me for one of my copies because said person found and apparently I believe the term is absconded with. So, yeah, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to scare people, but when the tech world says that rule zero is user's lie and rule one is document, 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 and Fujin's rule was always document, document, document. Trust us when we say there is no such thing as being too paranoid where IT is concerned. So just keep that in mind. Now, with that out of the equation for a second, doxing is doxing is not cool. In some cases, it could even be criminal. I don't know what the legalities are on this kind of thing. However, you're right. As with all things, it, it depends on a lot of Cont- different factors. It, it really does depend on the context, because it, uh, what it ultimately boils down to, whether or not it was legal or not, is has is determined usually by the manner in which the information was acquired. If I'm, let's say I'm a YouTube star for some video game or whatever that is, or Twitch or obviously I don't do this stuff. So, um, and I have a business card. Okay. And that business card has my Twitch handle on it and my real name and my phone number and my home address. And I leave that crap lying around and somebody picked it up and then they posted it on the internet, which I didn't want. Well, that's on me for being an idiot. Yep. I've got my, however, broke into a server to get it. That's on them. Yeah, don't mind me. I'm kind of looking around. I don't think I've got any of my. Uh, I don't think I've got any of my business cards over here. The the ones that I use for, um, uh, for concept. Well, I've got those. But the the uh, by the way, the holy crap business cards that we use are the ones that are over there in the top right hand corner of the screen. That's actually what it looks like, just above the uh, the live chat. So anybody wants to wonder, there it is. Is there a QR code that sometimes I put on the back side? If I'm really thinking about it, I will, but whatever. Not like anybody uses QR codes anymore. I mean, that's that's so 21st century. I'm just thinking about too many different things. Anyway, <coughs> so the problem is, normally speaking, it is highly unusual for this kind of personal information to get out into the wild from any website sooner or later it will happen to statistically speaking pretty much any of them it happens we know for well that uh phone numbers get leaked all the time old uh long distance phone card access numbers and account numbers not that anybody remembers about freaking anytime soon we know for well we know for well that there is always going to, so long as there is data, there will be someone and some way to get that data out. With that in mind. Uh, Data theft today is easier than it ever has been. All I have to do is call up somebody and say, hey, look, you know, I'm with your bank. 
we need confirmation. We had we had some charges against your account that were hinky, and we've put a hold on everything, and you won't be able to use your card to pay for anything. Any bills that you have on automated are going to be auto-rejected. And put a little bit of fear into somebody. And, yeah, sure, you might have 30 people who say, yeah, uh, no, I'm going to call my bank and find out. But it only takes that one person to give it up. And let's let's be fair. This kind of yeah, this kind of social engineering, uh, this has been happening for a very long time. That has been working it's for just easier. It, it's it well, it has and it hasn't. I would argue that it has gotten harder to cold telephone call for this kind of stuff because you remember back in the day in the seventies and eighties. You didn't have any way of knowing who the phone call was coming from. Now, you usually do those, though those can be spoofed now, but that's... Yeah, I can... uh, Until all the phone companies agree to sit down and get their crap together, which they... Several phone companies have already talked about a crosstalk system where uh, it conveys the proper user... Uh, telephone ID information across different networks, Verizon, T-Mobile, Comcast, and the rest of them all talking together and sharing um, caller ID validation. And so if somebody's calling from a valid number with a valid ID, it'll show the valid uh, caller ID. But if somebody's spoofing, it's not going to be a valid uh, caller ID. So therefore the receiving number is going to find get a notification that this is a, an unknown caller or invalid uh, caller ID or they're working on it, but they're, they haven't ironed it out. You've got too many different techno uh, too many similar, but different technologies and they have to iron out all the wrinkles. Okay. But so it's there, we, but um, hold on, hold on. Cause you're, you're, you're going further down that hole than we really need to. Gotcha. Um, The technology has changed over the years. In the 70s and the 80s, where caller ID was not a thing, the only way of doing that was to trust or eventually use Star Star 69 to call back and find whatever information, or just pull out your Rolodex and... Kids, you remember our Rolodex? You don't know about Rolodex. See, this is is your Rolodex now. Uh, That we would have to actually have a little bit of, well, work on our side in order to call and make sure that everything was right. We had to be the skeptics in that angle, and usually it would work. Every once in a while, there'd be somebody who'd get caught. Now, the technology has changed over the years to where now, you know, email spoofing is the next one that comes up, and you don't have to look too much further than the Nigerian prince scam to hear about this kind of stuff or uh email spoofing or or redirecting for things like paypal or your bank of choice i i always find it fun when i see things come through in my my email from national commercial banks saying that i've got an account with them i've not worked with a commercial bank in like ever it's always been local banks or credit unions, which, as, as an aside, people, use a local bank or credit union. Seriously, don't use commercial banks if you're not a business. Seriously. 
But no, no. here's the thing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there are it had, it, it, show of hands. Who's here's watch? Catch me if you can. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay, it's about a guy named Frank Abagnale uh, Jr. If I remember correctly, and um, they took a lot of liberty when they told his story about him doing identity theft. But he does a um, he does a talk on YouTube. It's called uh, it's on the channel Fed Scoop, Scoop. Um, and it's about ten close to ten minutes long. I put the link so we can add it to the show notes. One of the things he points out is that it is so easy, regardless of what bank, to get people's information, which is why he does everything on a credit card. Because if the credit card information is stolen, he tells the credit card inf- company, they, uh, um, and then they go to fight to get the money back. He doesn't have to worry about it. Um, I think he even talked about where he keeps his money and uh, so on and so forth. But the point is, is that this is a guy who figured out just through, you know, plain logic and reasoning and, and of course, need in the time, uh, how to get what he needed, how to circumvent systems, how to cash checks and get money, how to get people to do things for him. Uh, like Kevin Mitnick, another, uh, well-known uh, social engineer. And, and the point is, is that no matter what you do, what's a big bank, little bank, anything like that, you're vulnerable because they're vulnerable. The bigger banks have more money to spend on secu- patching those vulnerabilities than the little banks do. The nice thing about the little banks is a lot of the, a lot of the little banks, not all, and a lot of the little credit unions, for example, like to reinvest some of their profit back into the local community. And that's where I agree that the little banks are a good idea because I do support my local community. But it doesn't hurt to have a little bit here, a little bit there, spread out a little bit so that if one gets targeted and taken, you've still got a backup plan. Bridget? Mm-hmm. I... I'm hoping that you can actually see this well enough. You know what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like a, a um, flash drive. Yep. little uh, little USB drive. You know if, they call that at my job? They call that an IA violation. Hmm. It lo- yeah, if you plug in a flash drive into the, one of the computer systems where I work, it mm-hmm. instantly locks the computer, f- locks everything. You're done f- until we unlock your account and your system. That's assuming the system is clean. Mm. Yep. Which, uh, by the way, just so that everybody knows, yes, this is this is the one that I put all of my uh, all, all of my uh, MLP uh, stuff that I'm working on. That's on a cool so, keychain, by the way. Yeah, I, just, it was a good one. Anyway, so here's the deal. You know, f- you remember back in the day when you got a CD for your computer and. You know, like Windows 95, 98, and you put it in and, oh, look at that. It, uh, um, you don't know Jack, just automatically booted up for you. Isn't that great? You remember those days? Maybe? Don't know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, there, okay. So, folks understand, uh, I have been seeing some hiccuping going on 
on my side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's yeah, going on. I just saw that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, there shouldn't be. I don't see anything wrong with the stream on my side, but uh, whatever. Anyway, so please forgive me. Anyway, once upon a time ago, um, auto start on CDs was the way to go for most Windows-based computers. And as we know full well, one of the easier systems to contaminate because the way that they dealt with USB sticks was very similar. So if you had a hidden file that was called, you could you could infect the system pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. we've come to find out now that um well let me let me ask you. You just walking along, you happen to have found a a flash drive. Just happened to have just apparently just as you're walking around, you found one on the street. Would you take it home and plug it in to see what was on it? No. Yeah, see, you're you're saying that now just to show me off over here. That's great. I would. I have a dedicated Linux system with a whole bunch of security software that's used for analyzing crap just like that. Mm-hmm. And it runs a VM environment every time I boot up. So if it gets something nasty, I t- turn it off and turn it back on again. Boom, clean. Yep. That's but then it. again, I, not everybody does that. I'm just, I'm not that curious about other people's stuff. Okay, fair enough. Uh Maybe that makes me a weirdo. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, not entirely. Uh, for what it's worth, by the way, this particular one, I've, I've had this for a while. This is a four gig. I know, by all stretch, this is, is small. But the cool part about it is, this is big enough to hold an entire Linux operating system, which means that if I really wanted to, I could have... Actually, I don't remember if this one does or doesn't. No, this one does not. I've got a different one that does. I could put my entire operating system on here, boot the computer with this, and then if I happen to have found a stray USB, I could plug it in and examine it that way. And, oh, look at that. There's um, there's nothing for it to be able to talk to, and, and nothing, nothing cares. Isn't that wonderful? But the... Problem still now is that people are figuring out. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you where the the technology and the social engineering is still coming on. That um, they have now found a way of putting code into the actual controllers for these damn things, yep. which completely bypasses the operating system and just goes at the low level hardware. So there's um, the the DoD and several other uh, military government acronyms actually have systems where if you plug in a device that requires a driver, a device driver, other than the approved drivers, it won't install the device. If the device attempts to install the driver itself, it flags an eye violation, everything locks up. Um, And I'd like to see more of that at like different companies and such. Yeah. So plugging in, in fact, uh, anything with flash memory, it doesn't matter if it's using a, a an approved driver or not. If it's a, a external USB device, it's detected as having flash memory. Again, IA violation locks system. 
Uh, doesn't matter what you're working on. Hope you had your data backed up somewhere else. You're done. Um, you'll be lucky if all you get is a slap on the wrist. Yep. Um, I've seen people who were down for weeks, unable to work, complete work stoppage, had to go tell their companies, yeah, I screwed up. Because they bought a computer mouse that actually had built-in memory. Um, people locked up their systems because they bought a Dell monitor that had a USB hub built into it. And they plugged the USB cable in so they could use the USB ports on the side of their system. There are no approved drivers for hubs. That locked up. People were, That one was relatively harmless and innocent enough because it was system... They were monitors being bought on appropriate contracts and such. So it became a yeah, just advise the user not to plug that crap in, would you please? Yeah. And we will stop buying those things. Yeah. And so th that was good in that. But, I mean, like, I have a dedicated keyboard. Um, I have my own personal keyboard at work. And um, what I did was I just made sure it was, like, TAA compliant and a bunch of other stuff. So it can be done, but you got to be careful. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, by the way... I found the one that I use for uh, uh, keeping my uh, my uh, OS install on. It's it's eight gigs, so I've got plenty of room. But I mean, just I keep forgetting where I've got all these things. Anyway, so here's the point that I'm trying to get with: trying to access this information. There are a lot of ways that people have been doing it: social engineering, technical engineering, and you kind of have to be really careful about you know keeping your information safe. And that's where this whole thing comes into play. Like I said, finding ways of releasing this data through, let's call it unscrupulous means, is usually going to be some kind of a legal quagmire at the very best. And, Dallin, this is where I think that uh, I, I was figuring that you were probably going to have the most visceral reaction to the whole damn thing, considering... When we're talking about releasing to the public the information for all these people who have been part of the... Okay, before before I get to your thing. The reason why I put in the show notes, parenthesis, neo, parenthesis, Nazi, is because, yes, the technical term is neo-Nazi, lowercase n, capital N, in in that order... Uh, I'm sorry. At this point, I'm willing to just simply stipulate that they're Nazis. Can we punch them? I okay. There, there's a there's a there's a problem with this one, and that's that's a whole other thing. And maybe we'll have time enough to get to that because that's kind of part and parcel. But here's the thing, and and like I said, Dallin, I, I was expecting you would have the most visceral reaction to this whole damn thing when. You find out that these Nazis, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call them that because, because screw it, that's effectively what they are. When you find out who is actually out there and where they are and if they might be associates of yours. And 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 reminding you also that Stephanie had, I, I think it was Stephanie? Yes, Stephanie had put, and there's a big caveat with this whole damn thing, 
assuming the list is accurate. And that's an assumption that we know full well what happens with that sometimes. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you do if you find out that there is accurate and these are people that you associate with and they are membership, willing membership with a group like this? Do you dig up your granddad and say, hey, we got one more to do? Are they doing anything illegal? And I mean letter of the law illegal. I don't care about immoral. I don't care if they're going out to a particular bar at night and yelling and screaming about how white their skin is. I'm talking, are they going around beating up people? Are they going around killing Jews or black people or other people in the name of this ideology? Or are they just spouting? Because if they're doing something criminal, then it's up to the police whether or not they want to dig up that information and go after them. It's not our responsibility to dox people and be a bunch of virtue signaling crusaders to go out there and do this. And I point you to an episode of Star Trek, The Omega Glory. You remember this one? Mm. It was a parallel Earth where there were two tribes, the Yangs and the Calms. You remember this one? I do now. Okay. And at the very end, Kirk held up the Constitution, and he said it must apply to the Yangs and to the comms, or it's worthless. And that's what I say. If they're not being, if they're not doing anything criminal, if they're not being formally charged with anything other than just being an asshole, which last I heard is not illegal in the United States, at least. Up here, I think they're working on it, but that's another story entirely. In this case, no, two wrongs do not make a right, because if if we do it and say, well, it's, it's because they're bad, then we're no better than them if they do it to us. And, you was, again, assuming the list is accurate. And here's the thing about bad, okay? There was recently a bunch of people who had one of those inflatable baby Trump balloons. Yeah. Yeah. And some guy who was a Trump supporter, well, at least I speculate he was a Trump supporter. He was. He said he was. Okay. Um, He felt so upset that people were making fun of the president that he went and took a knife hit it on his person. So that's concealing a dangerous weapon in some counties and some states. Uh, I know I, in, in my state, depending on which county you're in, you could go to jail for that. And other ones, you just like, you're fine. It's okay. As long as it's under a certain size or over a certain size. Um, when he couldn't get close enough, he disguised himself. This is premeditation here, folks. This is not, he lost his mind in the moment, went at it, and boom, it was done. No, no, no. This was, he got upset, and he decided to let that emotion rule his actions. And went, when he couldn't succeed the first time, he went around, he disguised himself, and then he went back again. And he slashed it. 
This is destruction of private property to a group that had the right to be there doing what they were doing. We've said on the show before, if somebody's saying something that you don't We have a freedom of speech that other Hold countries... On. Hold What's on. Up? I had a hiccup. I had you as far as to... Um, uh, I, I had you back about uh, five seconds. We have a okay, freedom so of speech. In this country, we have the freedom of speech. So if somebody says something you don't like, you have the right to ignore them. You don't have the right to hit them. You don't have the right to, to forcibly shut them up. If they say something that causes harm, such as um, I've got a bomb or fire and it causes a stampede and people are hurt, you're inciting a riot, okay? You're inciting riot-like conditions. That's illegal, all right? That you can be charged for. Um, on the other hand, if somebody goes, I believe that abortion should not be allowed, and somebody else says, I think abortion should be allowed. The two people obviously disagree. They have the right to ignore each other. They have the right to shout at each other. They have the right to walk away. They have the right to debate each other. Okay? They have the right to have an argument without charging for it. Thank you, Cleese. Um, but the point is, is, what they don't have the right to do is put their hands on each other. Right? They don't have the right to attack each other. They don't have a right to damage each other's property. That's not what a freedom of speech means. You don't get the freedom of speech and then say the other person doesn't get it too. Not in this country. So yes, there are people who say hurtful, mean things. And it hurts our feelings. It makes our emotions feel bad. But it does not cause physical harm. Therefore, it's allowed as much as some people don't like it. Okay, so now that we got that, uh, Bridget, here's, uh, here's, well, here's where I, I go ahead and turn it back to you. Uh, what was your question again? Can we punch Nazis? Is it okay to punch them? Well, Joseph, uh, now that you're back, you know, uh, you've, uh, you, you're, uh, your current region of the world would probably have a, uh, a very different take on it than we do over here right now, viscerally so. So uh, what do you think the uh, overall feeling would be over there? Is it an okay thing to just go ahead and punch Nazis these days? Because, well, um, they're Nazis. <clears throat> well, um, unless they're threatening somebody else's uh, life. Uh, no. Because, you know... I think you mean self-defense, right? Not threatening your life, because I could say something, I threaten your life, you don't have the right to hit me. Well, if somebody's actively moving to, like like your example earlier, uh, attack, um, like inciting a riot, or... Uh, okay, there you go. I just wanted yeah. to make sure we had the context clear. Yeah, because yeah. There, are, there are people who will say things like... I'm I'm gonna hurt you, but they don't do anything. Yeah. Well, then, and by by threat, I mean like uh, you know, ideas are you know just thoughts and words. But when the idea becomes an actual act, um, 
yeah, that that uh, that merits an act in return if that act is actually going to uh, harm other people. <clears throat> you know, if there's a rally or something, um, imagine there's a Nazi rally or a neo-fascist rally or whatever. Um, and, uh, well, they want to have another glass now. Um, yeah, well, something should be done to stop that. Yeah, over uh, over that side of the pond, uh, it's. it's be- not, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Glassduck, isn't it? Uh, isn't it uh, the Crystal Knight? Was it Glassduck, or was it? A, there was another term for it. Basically, uh, the, the the rally they were at, they 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 went and um, destroyed uh, an entire Jewish quarter. Yeah, what I was going to say is that uh, over your side of the pond. Uh, maybe more in England than anywhere else right now, but um, it's becoming kind of in vogue to uh, dump milkshakes on people that you have very, very high disagreements with, politically speaking. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe that wouldn't be such a bad one to start using for these people, too. Maybe. But can't they just, can't they just when it comes to politicians and things like that, can't they just vote them out of, out of office? Well, see, that would be all well and good, except that... Um, You're using logic there, buddy. Well, n- yeah, well, that's exactly the problem, <laughs> I think. That's that's part of it, but when a when a, a, an election season is quite far away, and you've got people who are, well, let's, let's face it, uh, three steps away from being... I don't know, um, fascists, shall we say, just just for hyperbole for the sake of argument for a moment, in order to make your displeasure known that these people are vile, insufferable human beings, sometimes it might not be such a bad idea to be considering throwing things on them. I mean, once upon a time ago, it used to be... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, no? Or was that relegated just to the theater? Well, there should be a step before that. I mean, why why aren't we advocating for reason? Um, you know, because that's the whole purpose of the show. Yeah, you've been on the show long enough. You know that's how things work around here, right? And at least Rotten Tomatoes didn't potentially have Quick Crete mixed into them. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And by the way, sorry about that. I just. I just took a look down at my uh, volume meter and realized, oh, look at that. I was peeking up into the red. That's a, that's a bad spot to be. i got to be a little bit careful. Shoddy McShoddy. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't intentional. It's just I try to keep it. I've got a certain vocal range that I try to keep us in, and in, in, uh, not going into the red is usually a really good idea. You know, it's funny. You're talking about volume. You have people who certain rallies... <clears throat> You have people who try to poison certain discussions, um, public discussions, by shouting down the, the person talking. I mean, even that is... Uh, we have to make an environment that's that's propice to reason. I mean, we have to, to reason before anything else, and it's only when reason doesn't work or isn't existent, um, then you have a recourse to... To other measures. 
and Stephanie is uh, pointing out, uh, the milk, uh, once, the milkshake then became a way of threatening without actually doing anything. Yeah, but, you know, it's, if I were to go ahead and take, if I had my choice of showing my displeasure for an elected official, I would much rather use a milkshake than, I don't know, let's say, uh, let's say uh, a katana in the Japanese diet and assassinate an elected official. Why don't you just voice to him your displeasure? Well, apparently in that particular case, it was done before, but be well, that as it may. And there, I think I know the reason why we see these escalations these days, and that is because, okay, this show's been going on for the better part of what? What did we say? Four years uh, last time? Five, five and a half. Five. Okay, five and a half. And we've always talked, you know, we first started talking about being rational. We want a conversation. We want to talk things out. We want to understand both sides of a story before, you know, and, and try to understand what the, why the other side thinks the way it does. Well, and then, to, and then try to reason them out of it. Or to understand, well, to understand all of the underlying and then work from there. But I, I know I'm quibbling. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll shut up. Sorry. Yeah. I think these days something's happened where people have lost their patience with trying to have those conversations because they feel as though, look, we tried to talk, we tried to reason, but nobody's listening. So now we have to take more drastic action to make them listen. So a lot of these, a lot of these people now that are coming up and using violence, they're, they're saying, we're overcome. We're going to overthrow this authoritarian regime by becoming one yourself, by imposing your own ideals on everybody else, regardless of what they have to say. Exactly. So basically, now it's meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You're trading one for the other, except okay. So maybe these guys have a few different views that some people agree with. But if they're still going to have as much of a jackbooted uh, heel to our throats as the ones we currently have now, are we really any further ahead? I don't know that that's exact. Let me take the word exact out of this. I don't know that that is quite analogous because from and, and I am admitting this is my personal viewpoint and, and the rest of you guys go ahead and, and let me know if you agree, disagree or have a different piece on this one. The groups that I have seen where this escalation has continued to happen. uh, I need, okay, hold on a second before. Well, see the, the problem is I've got, I've got two different things going through my head right now. The piece that I want to talk about right now, but, um, Please hold on to this one for a little bit later. I'm trying to remember who it was who was the Egyptian um, president in the late 70s, early 80s, who was assassinated with a hand grenade. I, I can't remember for the life of me who the hell that was, but 
I know that th- I know that that happened, and I'm trying to remember who the hell it was, and uh, the. Well, what's the connection with what Dallas uh, was saying? In, in in a moment, in a moment. But let's just say for uh, when when you dig down deep enough, um, when it comes down to it doesn't matter if the the action is positive or negative, you know, in whoever's opinion. Um, it comes down to uh, deciding for others, basically. Uh, you don't have the right to... Oh, no single human has the right to decide for uh, many others without their their input or without their... their, their consent. Uh, consent, yeah. And, and it should be like that. Okay. But the biggest problem we have, I think, is... Um, we call it the atheistic community, but I think I prefer to call it the autonomous thought community, is that <clears throat> we don't gather like the uh, the, the fascists do, or the survived by imitators. There, there's no... We reason as individuals, but we seem to have a problem um, grouping together to make our voices heard. So often, it seems that as individuals, uh, the voice of reason seems a minority when actually it's not. By the way, Stephanie, thank you. Anwar Sadat. That's that's who it was. I I couldn't for yeah. I couldn't for the life of me remember why. <laughs> yeah, I, I put it in chat. He was assassinated yeah. on October 6, nineteen eighty one. Uh, he was assaulted by automatic rifles and hand grenades. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. What yes, I was trying to rules, Stephanie. Yeah. What what I was what I was gonna try to get at is that usually these things go in a noticeable progression I, I can't believe I'm gonna say it this way. A noticeable a noticeable progression of aggression. Words beget words, action begets action. More violent action begets more violent action. And this is usually how we would expect to see things ramp up. Now, the problem of it is that we've got we've got a situation where there is a decided difference. And and this is why I'm I, I was saying earlier that I, I I don't agree with the the way that Dallin was laying it out. There is a decided objective difference in stances between the lowercase C conservative arms of government governments I should say because it's it's worldwide I'm talking governments in general versus the lowercase p progressives or lowercase l liberals or whatever terminology you want to use for it in governments multiple all over the place and more often than not those are the lowercase c conservative groups tend to be less how can i best put this one less attentive to scientific information and research 
and facts and driven more by fear, uncertainty, doubt, mythology, personal gain versus those that aren't, who tend to be more the Boy Scouts, who want people to be following the rules, who want themselves to be following the rules, who want to simply grab the opposing group, sit them down in a chair, and, hey, this is the way it's supposed to be. Stop being a tool, and everybody plays nice the way they're supposed to in the sandbox. And what the hell is your problem? You're fighting that both those groups, they depend on other people's rules. Well, they depend on rules, but are those rules made by... Who are those rules made by? When you... When you're deciding what to do, and instead of thinking over a situation for yourself, and instead uh, following what the other guy does, or what everybody else does, that's two different um, modes of thought, or lack thereof. And you've got the people who follow the rules, and it's... You're talking about people who follow the rules, and then there's people who enforce the rules. But they're practically the same thing. No. No, I I highly disagree on this one. If they're not making the rules themselves, for example, like, um, like a religious believer, you know, they go to a certain church, and they spend much of their life uh, adhering to whatever... The preacher's forwarding uh, his interpretations of what Jesus said or say or whatever. And then uh, he gets promoted to, for example, youth counselor. And uh, it becomes his job to enforce the same quote-unquote dictate. But he doesn't make the dictate himself. I think I've said this before. It's, it's, it's amazing how quickly... Um, one can tr- transition from being a follower to become uh, a leader. No, I, I, I've got you there. Yeah. Where where I'm seeing the Instead huge instead of questioning how well you are following the rules, because that's you know a follower. That's what they do in permanence. They're questioning their own quote unquote worth compared to uh, whatever dictate is set out for them. Um. But when they're promoted to a leadership position, they're actually they're they're judging everybody else's worth vis-a-vis the uh, the dictate. Okay, where where I was saying that I disagree is that you know I've lost the the avenue that I was uh, uh, trying to think it through at this point. All right. So I'll just I'll just move at it from there. Who knows, maybe uh, maybe I'll just come to it a little bit later. I apologize. I I had ended up pulling an all-nighter from Thursday into Friday and I'm still got a little bit of fuzzy in my head. So sorry. So back on track on the whole damn thing. We know full well that these Nazi groups have been how should we best put this? Um, highly violent in many situations. 
or at the very least, their organizations have been threatening enough where additional scrutiny might not be such a bad idea. So again, if these are people that, assuming the list to be accurate, that we know that are part of these groups... It's still wrong to dox. <clears throat> it's well, still wrong to break into something that is you don't have the authority to be in. Well, here's here's the problem, and and I I don't disagree with you. The information is out there already. The genie is out of the bottle. Ish. No. 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 Okay. So. There is informa- There is data out there in the wild, but the validity and accuracy of the data is in question. Agreed. Grant me that. Agreed. Okay. okay, continue. All right. So the question of is the – has – okay, the data is out there. The validity of can be questioned. But should be questioned is in question because you don't know who released the data, right? You don't know if they modified the data before it was released because we're not working with hashtag information here. It doesn't. It doesn't have a not hashtag. Sorry, it doesn't have a hash along with the data itself. So we don't know if it's been modified. Um, we have no way to verify the source of the data. Okay, the data is in question. I would not use any of that data in anything that I would be working on because I have no way to validate the source. Okay. Let's, uh... This is not worrying about whether it's Nazis names or anything. This is just about the value of the data as it stands based on how it was released. And, and, and that's fair. And that's fair. So... Dallin is somebody who uh, who who has dealt with large volumes of database before. A f- I, I forgot how big the data uh, the database was, but uh, it was a SQL. I forget exactly how they worded it. SQL database, uh, SQL Server database. I forget exactly what it mm-hmm. was, but um, as best as I recall. Uh, SQL servers, you can you can get an open source one to drop onto your own computer in order to sort through the data itself with, uh, I don't know, uh, a couple of button clicks, if I remember right, yeah? SQL Server is, j- just so everybody knows, SQL Server is Microsoft's database solution. An open source variant of that, I don't know one off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it exists. Plus... Uh, with a program like Access or uh, LibreOffice Base, I think it is, or some other variant of that, and a little thing called ODBC, which is inherent on every Windows platform out there, yeah. ODBC is just a, a connection to an outside data source. Yeah, but but and if you but the MS, uh, but the driver MS, MS SQL is the the Microsoft version of SQL, which is yeah. open source. And, and there's also SQL the Express Edition, which is free. Yeah. Okay. And then you have MySQL, which is the open source edition. Yep. yep. Yeah. 
my SQL was used heavily in one of my previous career. Um, and then you've got it, PostgreSQL. Okay. In, yeah. in any case, oh, um, there's, a basket, there's a Baskin Robbins worth of SQL out there. But the, the point yeah. is, you have to know how to use it too. Yeah, but if someone can get a hold of the actual database, the um, uh, I can't remember what the name of the what the file is. I, I want to say, oh, the MDB file, I believe. No, not M. Whatever. If you can get a hold of the actual database file, be it through a backup routine or actually getting onto the server and pulling the file yourself, yeah, there, there, yeah, there, there's any number of ways to access the data that's inside of it. So the question is. If the database was obtained illegally by, in other words, if you were in a place that you should not have been and grabbed something that you should not have grabbed, then it doesn't matter if, if there's an, if there's an address on that database that is publicly available somewhere else, it doesn't matter. The fact is you pulled it from a place that you should not have pulled it from. That's a crime. And I mean, and a lawyer can argue nuance. Argue, well, he could have gotten it from here. Well, then why didn't he get it from there? Why did he, why did they go to this source? Why did they choose the illegal means instead of taking the extra five steps and going legal on it? So in that respect, yeah, it's a crime. Kind of like earlier when I was talking about going a detective methodology of uncovering who uh, a per, uh, an anonymous avatar is online, you yeah. know, if you've got a picture of the person because they turned their camera on for five seconds and they left it in the YouTube recording, even though they know they didn't want their face to be shown, they didn't go back and edit it out or take the recording down and, and put some replace it with something else, you know, and then you do an image search and boom, all their information pops up. That's legal. Okay. If you break like Dallin saying, if you break into the system to get the same damn data, and you could have done it the legal way. Well, damn it. You're just you have, stupid. Yeah, you're stupid. You shot yourself in the foot. You can't, you, you, it questions the validity of the data. Whereas if you had done it the proper way, if you had done it the, uh, you know, the, the, actually put the footwork in and everything else, and you put down how you found out that information so that other people can go back and replicate the, the path. Um, and and see for themselves that yes, this data is readily available. You did not break a law getting it. Just damn people. Just damn. Seriously, breaking the law. It, it doesn't matter the reason why you're breaking the law. You've broken the law. Okay. Sometimes it's the way to bring attention to something, like standing on a bus, drinking in a water fountain sitting at a bar or the, you know, the restaurant. Yes. Those things were done out of extreme need because the system wasn't doing anything about it. But these were also people who were not, um, putting other people's lives in danger. When you dock somebody like this, especially a database like this, especially when we have no way to validate the data, you have potentially put people out there who are now going to be targeted, their jobs, their lives, their families, their children, their friends, business associates, grandparents, um, just 
half acquaintances. They were seen with them one day and a picture was taken, even though they've only met that person once and only in passing. Doesn't matter. They're now a target. That data has consequences. And the fact that we cannot validate it makes it doubly dangerous. So let's let's take a, a little bit of a, a turn on this for a second. And um, I did look up the information really quickly. It is a one gigabyte file, according to the reports. It is as a text file. That's that is tiny. That well, is it tiny. Depends. If it's just a list of names, that's huge. Uh, it is a listing of. Hold on a second. Let me. I guess it depends on the format of the file. I mean, if it was a notepad file, you know, like an actual plain oh, text God. document that's taking up a gig of information, uh, that that's see. huge. Okay, according to the, according to the report, and again, it's part of the uh, part of the article that I had linked to. Uh, it. Researchers have access to the entire contents of Iron March, was the name of the website, including the users' names, registered email addresses, and IP addresses of nearly 1,000 site members. Uh, let's see. Okay, a, so it's one, not just the names, it's a bunch of stuff. Yep. Uh, oh. One gigabyte SQL database. Um, How much additional information is in there, I do not know, or how it's actually parsed out. In any well, case, he, I, I've, well, seen, I, I've seen websites that tie into SQL databases, so it there could be anything in there. Yeah, yeah what was it? Was it a forum, or what, what, was, this, what was the source? The, um, uh, wait a minute, the source of where well, the, the file out of, uh, was it, uh, was it forum? Was it um because the SQL it serves for something? I mean, it's not just uh, you don't just use SQL. Right. Was this a shopping it. cart system? Was this a chat system? Yeah, from... because um, it could be so huge because you've got the entire contents of the site as well. You've got the all the conversations and everything going on, but actually the user information would be very tiny. But yeah, it has to be parsed. From... From what I've understood from a couple of the other pieces that have reported, it's not just the information on the individual, uh, the individuals registered, which, again, admittedly, is going to be relatively small, even for a thousand people. I mean, as a simple text file, that's minuscule. The rest of the information, and reminding you, again, a gig of information, if it's mainly text... That is a lot, and I mean a lot of potential information. For instance, if it was chat forums, if it was uh, uh, B, uh, what the hell is the the system called? BB, um, BB Edit, uh, BBS, Electronic Bulletin Board Systems. No, no, BB, <laughs> BB Edit. Yeah, BB Edit it's is good, one uh, of those uh, forum type uh, systems, right? Uh, well, it's, it's basically yeah, forum system. Yeah. But <laughs> Funny, if, imagine BB imagine, Edit. That's interesting. Uh, the Force.net used to use that for their fan fiction forums. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's it's one that of those was, freebie it, installs. It, it was the standard uh, until the uh, the mid. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The early two thousands. 
the two thousands. Yeah, the noughties. <laughs> the mid noughties. But um, even if it was, even if it included some image files, also, that's still a lot of information. That's yeah. Well, really... imagine if you downloaded Reddit, because uh, Reddit is also it's, it's funny. It's a cross between a forum and a, and a BBS system. Yeah. But uh, it it that's absolutely huge. But you're downloading the entire conversations. Not just the user info. I don't. I, I don't really see where you're going with this. So, the where I'm going with this is, it is entirely possible to scrape through all this information to find dates, times, information from these posts, and to do some legwork ourselves to cross-reference to find out are these people that we've known do the things that they post do they jibe with things that we've heard them talk about that we've seen actions that we've noticed and if these are people who are well let's face it are you talking about doxing what to do with the data basically is what you're saying. What I'm what I'm saying is if we take the data as unverified, as we should, as not Wait a second, you're talking about hacking a server to verify a rumor? No 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 no. The the data is already out. Okay. The data is already out there in, in the wild and has been gone over by by in investigative journalists etc cetera, etc cetera. what i'm saying is if individuals have looked over the information and have looked over what these people have said publicly and it does jibe with the information that is from this purported to be from this website for Nazi sympathization sympathizers I, I I struggle to try to figure out where to go with this question do we have a moral responsibility to make sure that we're right and if so that we bring this to somebody's attention. Your moral responsibility was stated. The data is unverified and invalid because of... No, no, no. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Well, it was unverified. Unverified, sorry. Right. Unverified because of the method that was used to obtain it. Right. Therefore, your moral responsibility is to not uh, uh, investigate the data. No, the no, flat out no, yes. flat out no, 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 and I tell you why. It is a starting point. It is the, it is the claim. What I'm saying is, if we take that and we verify it ourselves through other public announcements and public information. 
and find that the information is valid, or at least does jibe correctly with the person in question. That there is, if not direct verification, enough to say, this jibes with this, this jibes with what they've said, this jibes with pictures that they've shown. This seems to be who this person is and what they claim and what they have said publicly, and it matches with the information that came from a questionable source. Otherwise, these two seem to fit together. I would still not use the questionable source. If you find that the other data that you legally obtain is shows that person to be a neo-Nazi, then you cite that data. You do not cite the questionable source. You do not use the questionable source. End of story, because it's a questionable source. Likewise, if you can't find any legitimate data and you have a questionable source, you still don't use the questionable source because it's a questionable source. That is data in you have you have no way to verify data integrity nor accuracy if it's a questionable source it doesn't matter that you're able to go oh look i looked through all these uh news articles and and youtube videos and this matches up with what i got from the website uh that that had this sql file on it well how do you know that the data on the sql file wasn't created by somebody reading the newspaper clippings and making a youtube and they made this file and they made up where they got it from it doesn't matter it's a questionable source you don't use it you can't use it in a court of law so do not use it in the court of public accusation nor court of public execution and my question well two questions one is the person under criminal investigation currently probably not okay so is this search is this grand hunt for all of this corresponding data just the part of some busybody some private armchair internet surfer who's trying to prove a point about something so that uh, they can potentially ruin this person's life? Because is that not a violation of the Fourth Amendment, which is your right to privacy? Remember, if there's no criminal charges or activity under suspect on this part, all you're doing is harassing somebody. Doesn't matter if they're an asshole or not. The fact is you are violating somebody's constitutional right as part of a witch hunt. Okay, I have a couple of pieces on this one. Item one, deep throat. For anybody that doesn't understand it, and and just bear with me a second. Deep throat was someone who was effectively one of the most famous, quote-unquote, whistleblowers, if you will. They were the one who handed over information to investigative reporters regarding the Nixon administration and basically gave them the walking papers to tell them where to go investigating. And they went investigating and found the whole thing that brought the Nixon administration down to its knees. My point with that is 
just because the information was obtained and is questionable at best doesn't mean that we can't find ways of verifying the information. To Dallin's point, as far as to someone's... Is it fourth? I be, Okay, for, for argument's sake, for a second, like I said, I got, the, I got the fuzzies in my head right now. The The right to privacy, that constitutional right is in regards to the individual versus the government. This kind of thing does not apply person to person, individual to individual. Can be people be pissed off about it? Sure. But if you were verifying information through public means, not doing some kind of weird, funky, end-run around stuff with a private investigator, for instance, you would not be violating somebody's rights to privacy. I understand where you're going. And I, if it was somebody who was on a police payroll somewhere who was looking to do some questionable interaction that way, I'd be completely, totally on board with you. Uh, and and probably yelling just as loud, but I don't want to be yelling into the microphone right now. But my, where my point with this whole damn thing is, could they be busybodies? Well, sure. But there have also been internet busybodies who have found and identified the guys who were the Tiki Torch people marching around and found out who these guys were. And, well, were they called out for who they were? Yeah. Was that the right thing to do? Some say yes, some say no. I'm not going to go out on too far on this one, so... Let me take a, let me take from different uh, from different uh, a different take on this one for a second though, Dallin. Um, we've seen uh, we've seen the internet come together for a whole bunch of di- actually. You know what, uh, Bridget, are you back? I don't want to be I don't want to be uh, gripping over to you. She's I, still muted. That's okay. I wasn't sure if you were here or not. All right. Anyway, <laughs> excuse me. Um, let me, let me, let me throw this for, uh, for you guys. I have, I have seen over the years times where internet forums have come together in order to do a good when all is said and done. I'm thinking very specifically of shit posters. There's no other way to put it who have done pictures of themselves, um, well, with uh, criminally harming animals, drowning puppies, quite literally, and posting themselves because they think that they're edgelords and whatnot, and the internet at large, uh, especially the Chan boards, went ahead and said, 
oh hell no, figured out who they were, tracked them down, and were able to bring those people to justice, even though they were, you know, countries away. They were able to find the information on people like this and, and bring them to justice through, you know, public means. But again, that person was committing a criminal act. Yes. And decided to be an idiot about it. Yes. If some guy, if, if somebody is just having certain opinions or ideals that some people don't like, the idea of going after them just because you don't like what they say and feeling that it's your moral obligation to bring these people to justice just because the only thing they're they're supposedly guilty of is disagreeing with you, then who's the criminal? If if it is if you make it your mission to take down somebody for no other reason than having a differing opinion from you, or maybe having a particular stance based on their beliefs, but is not doing anything criminal or illegal, but is just being, like I said before, an asshole, then all you're doing is taking somebody down because it makes you feel better. And that is not right. As a matter of fact, I would, I would deem you the criminal for doing something like that because you're doing it with malicious intent. You call it justice. Other people call it malice. And be, before I go, before we go on, let me get the record straight. Okay. When it comes to these neo-Nazis or people like that, I share probably the most visceral hate of them because I am one generation away from that war. Oh, my father fought against them. Okay. So before anybody, anybody who listens to this in the future gets some idea that I'm some kind of, you know, istophobia supporter, red hat wearing, whatever, just drop it. Okay. Because trust me, when I know when I see people with that armband, I do that. My hackles go up. I do have the full wish to go after them and rip that armband off them and shove it down the throat. However, if I do that, I am seen as the aggressor. Right. So, and, and I, I wanted everybody to, to, to know and remember, I said at the outset of this whole damn thing that I knew that Dallin was going to have the most visceral reaction of all of us. <laughs> and I, I, I knew going into it. So hey Dallin, <laughs> I'm Jewish. I'm not a practicing uh, uh, Jew in terms of theism, but culturally speaking, I'm still Jewish even though I'm atheist. Exactly. So yeah. as far as hatred of neo-Nazis goes, um, yeah, <laughs> we should compare notes sometime. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, and so, I mean. Uh, I think it would be interesting to see where our levels are in comparison to each other, because I think they're probably about the same. Yeah. Um, but you I might agree be right. With you. I agree with you. If I saw, um, I, I had, I lost a bet when I worked retail and we, I don't like to bet money. So we bet our hair, mm-hmm. which meant that I wound up going bald for a little bit. Now, in the middle of summertime, uh, being a big, heavy set guy, that was actually relatively comfortable. So I kept it for a few weeks. Um, the other guy ended up going bald because it turned out he cheated. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so revenge. Uh, justice served. 
But anyway, um, I got tapped on the back one day. And I heard a guy behind me go, what's up, brother? And I turned around. Now, mind you, I was still Jewish at the time, and I still wore the Star of David in my left ear. This guy had an SS lightning bolt tattooed on his neck. I'm at work. He called me brother. I know what happened. Average looking white dude, no hair. Mm. Thought you were another skinhead. Thought I was another skinhead. And I wanted to take what I had in my hand and ram it up his nose, then pull it out, then ram it down his throat, pull it out, ram it up his, well, never mind, and leave it there and then kick him out of the store and then run him over with my car. Instead, I said, hello, sir. What can I do for you today? Mm -hmm. Because I was at work. Yeah. And I couldn't. And yeah. But yeah, at I, the same time, even if I wasn't at work, I still wouldn't have done it because yeah. I would have been wrong. Yeah. yeah. And um, a lot of people, like when I said before about people losing patience and just saying, you know, like, screw it. All these people understand is, is the fist or the crowbar to the head or the bike lock or anything like that. I got two words for you. Daryl Davis. Anybody know who that is? It rings a bell, and I don't know why. Allow me. I, I've got the link here. I'll, I'll post it in just a second. Daryl Davis is an American R&B and blues musician, activist and author, and band leader. Um, in his efforts to improve race relations, oh, yeah, you got it. I'm reading from the same source, uh, in which, as an African-American, he engaged with the members of the Ku Klux Klan, have been reported uh, on by media as CNN NPR. Basically, long story short, this guy has deconverted. Oh, yeah. To 200 plus KKK members. Yeah, he'd actually walk up to them, go and sit down and buy them a cup of coffee and have a conversation with them about their stance and view and how they got there. And he would do it very civilly. He wouldn't raise his voice. He, He was just just having a conversation and mm-hmm. the, apparently his particular approach, how he asked them how they got where they are on their stance and what it means to them and everything else has having this very profound effect on them that they're actually stopped being KKK members. Uh, he was I actually wish we could key- bottle this guy. He was, uh, like, he he was a keynote speaker at a convention recently, and they, um, I think the guys on Subverse were to interview him about it and about how he got started and everything. And, okay, he's one guy, but it's an example of, you know, what you actually can do with people. So now if he turned around, you know, identified these guys and, you know, and then doxed them and then told everybody, hey, this is where all these guys live. Go get them. Then... You know, if you ask me, he'd be the asshole. Yeah. And as um, I think, was it Felix or Stephanie? Uh, one of the two of them earlier in the chat window, which I think mine stopped updating, uh, was saying that uh, doxing the people turns them into martyrs. In some cases, yeah. Uh, in others, make them yeah. martyrs. Yeah. But can the other thing, justify, too. Can you, you, because the person being quote unquote martyred can even use that to justify whatever their 
their stances or whatever they're, they're yeah yeah we're I being mean, oppressed we're, we're seeing examples of all this stuff that we're talking about in the american presidency with the impeachment hearings going on right now for example trump and his staff are demanding to know who the whistleblower is. Well, we have a whistleblower act in this country, which protects the person who feels that what they've done is part of their duty, meaning they see something or hear something that was wrong and they can't report it to that person because that person's over them. So they have to go above that person. They have to go to the agency above many companies have anonymous health tip lines for stuff like this. If it comes to light that the person who's doing the whistleblowing is doing it for malicious purposes, there is repercussions for that. But during the investigation period, the whistleblower is supposed to be protected. So that way you can't have retribution come down on them um, during the investigation. So it can continue unimpeded, right, to actually have a uh, look at it. The president is demanding to know who it is because they want it. He wants to know his accuser. Now he's confusing whistleblowing with the act of being taken to a, a district court on criminal charges of, you know, hey, this person falsely imprisoned me. Yeah, you get to have the paperwork that unless the court has determined that the person who's filing the charges against you gets to remain anonymous basically John Doe or Jane Doe, um, <clears throat> then their information is going to be on that docket. And it's going to end up becoming a matter of public record, again, unless the judge feels that it shouldn't be, in which case there's there's ways to do that too. But initially, it's not. And with the amount of lawsuits that Trump and his various organizations have gone through, he's used to doing business that way. Uh, again, I'll say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Trump is not a politician. He doesn't understand how politics works or the political system. He is a businessman, good or bad at it. He is a businessman, and he understands how some of the sections of the business world work that benefit him. One of them is court and lawsuits. And when he sees people coming after him or the organizations do, they go and retaliate against the people. That's how they get a lot of the lawsuits dropped, or they just drag it out. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um we're getting, I know we're taking too long. Yeah, we, but the point is, is that this is an example of why we don't dox. This is an example of why people's right to privacy exists. Yes, claims are being made that the president did something wrong. There is, a, it's was, but it was done through the proper system to, to no, of notification. This is not somebody going on the web making a claim. This was somebody who went to basically court and did it. Uh, for lack of a better analogy, <clears throat> you don't get to it, it, dislike somebody and punch them. You, 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 you use your words. Okay. So being that we've got, um, you know, we've, we've only got a couple more minutes and I want to try to, you know, get us a little bit closer to two instead of, you know, two and a quarter hours this time. Cause you know, fuzzy head, uh, <laughs> I'm, I've I've only got a very short thing to to final off of with, um, Bridget. Really quickly with you, um, you know full well from the uh, from the professional side for yourself. 
if personal information got out for, well, for, for no other way of putting it, in, in the profession that you deal with, mm-hmm. if somebody internally were to give out information and make it publicly accessible to people, I believe the expression is there'd be hell to pay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we have to deal with uh, HIPAA violations and things mm-hmm. like that. And the, the fines on that are like super, super steep. You know, like $25,000 and $10 in jail and up. And we're not to give out any information whatsoever on anything. Not even hint at who somebody is. Yeah. And yeah, I could, you know, if I give out that kind of information, I could lose my job and do some time and have to pay a lot of money that I don't have. And as if you were doing it for, let's say, one instance of one person's one contact mm-hmm. with a health professional. Any, yeah. any PHI, either in written or electronic format, the, the smallest amount, it's, it's an offense. Yeah, I mean, even something yeah. as minor as a date of birth and not connecting it to a person, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything. Yep. It's, uh, it's yeah, serious the, shit, to put it well, bluntly. Uh-huh. And again, in, in the new role that I have at, at my job, uh, we even though we're a Canadian company, because we work so much with American clients, we are subject to HIPAA compliance. Yeah. We've actually, we've got... Um, we had an audit done. I'm part of the committee that's actually helping to bring in the policies and procedures necessary. I mean, um, yeah, funny, speaking of databases, mm-hmm. if I if I have to take a customer's copy of a customer's database to troubleshoot a problem, before it leaves their site, I actually have to run a masking routine, which will mask the names of all the people. And then, uh, and then I can copy that masked copy over. Uh, it doesn't hurt anything else, so we can still try to replicate the problems that are nece- if necessary. But you know, and I also have a series of things that I run against a database to see if they're HIPAA compliant in terms of accessibility. Um, and it's just because a person's personal health information. A lot of companies want that. They want it. Oh, well, yeah. hell, uh, they just want to market recent- to them. I mean, yeah. Well, get this one. Just recently, Google has been has been found to be uh, taking this information from people. I'm not entirely sure what for, what their plan is. Um, I'll see if I can find the um, the link for it. I'm but yeah, of don't be evil. <laughs> Oh man! Um, that... ph- pharmaceutical companies would like to have that information. Insurance companies, their competitors, lots of people want it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I know the piece that you're talking about, uh, Dallin and Project Nightingale. This is it. Google's Project Nightingale gathers gathers personal health data on millions of Americans. Link coming up. Okay, there you go. and we'll drop that in also. Um, yeah, that's a a massive thing. Um, and Joseph, uh, seeing as how we're getting, you know, really close to the end of this whole damn thing, uh, like I said earlier, 
you know, I can, I can well imagine that for, for the folks there on the European continent and and France in particular, the idea that neo-Nazi groups, Nazi groups are becoming more prevalent even though yeah, the, the amount of people voting for the uh, the Front National here, which are neo-fascist, uh, they're an actual party, and in the next elections, they may even be getting a lot of power. If not the presidency, we don't know. But if memory serves, they basically—pardon uh, me—reset uh, a second. If I remember correctly, in Germany. Anything that has to do with the old Nazi party is not just verboten, but illegal, as I recall, no? Uh, symbolism, yeah. Okay. But you can, it's easy to voice uh, someone's ideas without uh, using their symbology. And that way they can go get around that. But for the most part, is if again, I'm I'm speaking to somebody from way outside. If I remember right, there is a very, there should still be a very large social strata that basically says, you know, kind of like the uh, like the like you'd expect the old Italian women just the hell is wrong with you get over here so i can hit you upside the back of the head that why didn't i teach you any better get over here and i mean isn't isn't there a, a level of of folks where they basically just they see this ha- happen and they basically tell them off or is that something that i've just not heard correctly well we try to do that through voting well, I don't mean for those that are in political office. I mean just the the skinhead kids that want to be the edge lords and, and shit talkers. Yeah, most often they're just ignored. That's part of the uh, problem. Well, a lot of, uh, in, in a way, in, in, it's a mi- it's, it's it's a minor part of the problem. Just a very minor part. But when you have a group of people who feel like they're being ignored, they sometimes escalate. Sometimes you have to ignore because acknowledging is worse than ignoring. And it can be a fine line determining which one is the right thing to do. In a reason, but that's the thing, because these neo-fascist groups, well, they, who are they appealing to? It's neo-fascist followers, people who want somebody else to decide for them everything. And the ignore part of it, um, that's a reasoned approach, which means, you know, um, it all comes down to having a conversation. It's, it's for another show, maybe, but um, when we get into things like this, um, you, you know, we have to if we're going to reason, we have to keep the conversation going. And as soon as you have neo-fascist groups and things like that, and people actually advocating for uh, neo-fascist uh, 
leadership, um, there's no conversation going on there. There's no reason either. Yeah, it's a true annoyance. Um, being that uh, we're kind of getting a little uh, a little bit long on this one, um, Joe, was there uh, was there any last item that you wanted to uh, put out before I go ahead and close? Uh, I'm going to get Bridget also because I think uh, uh, Tech and Dallin have had uh, a lot of time, and I've got a very very short thing that's only just tangentially related. I just realized I'm the only Joe here. This time, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Where is where where is Sleeping, Joey. I'm certain. Probably. It only took you two hours to notice he wasn't here. That's a new record. He's, he's probably hunkered down with the with the cold weather right now. But yeah, case, I've yeah. got a one fuck of a bad cold now since a um, couple days. So that's why mm-hmm. I was always turning my microphone off. Okay. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got nothing to add. Uh, just uh, well, um. Yeah. Um, no, it would take too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep. We'll, uh, we'll, keep. We'll, we'll have this. I'm sure we'll have lots of opportunity to have this conversation again. Sure. And uh, Bridget, any any last item? Like I said, since you didn't have nearly as much time to pop on anything else. Uh, not really. I'm just tripping out over this Project Nightingale thing. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. definitely take a, a, a look at that and. If who knows, maybe there'll be something to do about that one. Um, like I said, uh, Tech Dallin and I have all had uh, a lot of time, so I'm I'm not going to add anything else to it. I'm just going to say this much. Um, if anybody was at all concerned about how Dallin was speaking with me about stuff earlier and worried that he and I might have like uh, grinding against each other, in no way, shape, or form am I at all put off by the way that Dallin was talking with me. I have the utmost of trust and respect in him that I know full well. We're talking about a topic, and we may not necessarily see eye to eye on it. We may, in a lot of other pieces, see eye to eye on it. Was I trying to needle him? No. Was I trying to play devil's advocate? No. I was doing what I think that as the main host and the drive of the whole damn thing is my job, which is to try to scoop out what pieces I can from whatever different perspective I can look at and uncover the whole damn thing under it all. So if anybody is at all concerned about how, like I said, how how Dallin was talking with me, don't worry about that whatsoever. I am not in any way upset. As a matter of fact, I'm glad that he and I very specifically have the, the relationship where we can do that. And I would like to think that I've got that same relationship with you know the rest of you guys, because let's face it, if, if, if I couldn't do that, I, I shouldn't be running the show. So, you know, <laughs> with that out of the way, thank you all for being with me, of course, as always. Everybody, thank you for being with us tonight, especially, and I hope that you found something worthwhile in all perspectives, and you, we didn't put you to sleep this time, <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> so, of course, over in the live chat over there, uh, 
Stephanie, Felis, thank you guys very much. Uh, you have yourselves a hopefully warm rest of your week. We'll see about that. Joseph, uh, glad you were able to make it. You take care of yourself and um, welcome back to the, the new starting time this season. Because, you know, oh, yay. Yeah, we're all, Daylight we're savings. All yay. Freaking wonderful. I love it. You take care wow. of yourself and uh, stay warm over there, eh? Yeah. Well, it's damn cold since like two days now. So, and rainy. No, I hate winter here. Can't imagine. Give why. me minus 40. Give me minus 20 and lots of snow. Um, You be careful. You might get what you wish for. Yeah, no, here, um, yeah, when hell freezes over, when Paris freezes over. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start. Italy is already flooding, so don't, you know, don't, don't push it too much, but I just, I just have one announcement to make. Sure. I I just, I just, um, as of Monday, I've made my declaration, um, I've put in an application to become a French citizen. Nice. Hey. Congratulations. Yeah, so you're not French? Um no, just pretending. <laughs> he's he, he's one of mine, Tech. <laughs> he's ah, a Canadian. Okay. Well imagine I came here when I was eighteen. Uh and as of uh August this year, uh that was thirty years ago. Man. So Damn. it's about time. <laughs> All right, you guys all take care. See you all next week. You going to head on now? Sorry? Are you heading on and disconnecting right now? No, I'm waiting for you to do that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit worried. He's getting his good nights in. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, Tech, you take care of yourself, man, and uh, thank you very much. You get some much-needed rest, I'm sure. You guys, too. Short and sweet, man. All right, that's that's highly unusual. Okay, Bridget. I know. You take yeah. the rules. Breaking the rules. Yeah, so you try to take I'm care of yourself and get some sleep. Sleep yeah. the dad. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Because, uh. of course, I actually do know why. I was I was listening before we yeah. started the show, so that's a, that's. Don't worry about it, folks. We will we'll get her out of here. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, speeding right along, uh, Dallin. Uh, like I said, thank you many times over. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here, and uh, yeah, I will be. I uh, will be back here next weekend after another fun-filled trip. This time, I'm going to Texas for a week. So, I'm sorry. Be- <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have some uh, problems with guns down that way, so you may want to bring your bulletproof vest. Uh, I don't know if I can get one of those over customs, but we'll see. You just tell anyway. them you're going to Texas; they'll 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 let you. <laughs> Just yeah. take a whole bunch of uh, Note sevens and 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 strap them to your chest. I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Of course, I am the um, the curator of the audio version of this show over at holycraftthevlogcast dot com. And for any other thoughts that I have, you can always catch me over at inthewind dot five dot ca. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. So as mentioned, the business card is up over there. So if you want to, uh, you know, check out all the stuff, uh, as you said, holycrapthevolcast.com has also got all of the social links. So you can 
find out how to contact us and, and all that stuff. The phone number, of course, is listed 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. I don't have it on there, but uh, we do have the patreon.com slash HCTV for anybody that feels like they don't have enough money going out of their wallet this season because it's holiday season. Buy us something! Damn it, you know, it's, it'd be really nice. Anyway, uh, we'll be back again, of course, next week, uh, assuming that the internet lines don't freeze over. Yeah, mm. we'll, we'll see how that plays out. That's, that's a whole other thing for later. But in any case, please take care of yourselves, be safe, and know full well that we appreciate you being with us no matter how it is. Just take care. So, of course, as always, until the next time we get together, everyone, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And as always, and two damn many years later, my lady, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.